Holly G with the Golf Insiders. And one of our favorites today on the podcast, change your mind, change your game. That's his M.O. He's the best in the game when it comes to the mental side of the game. Always good to spend some time with Dr. Bob Winters. Good morning, Dr. Bob. Good morning, Holly G. Great to be with you this morning. Well, and it's great to see a live leaderboard from Colonial. And the Charles Schwab Challenge is uh, officially uh, the restart of the PGA Tour for the 20, what are we, the 2019-2020 season? I'm so confused. That is correct. Yeah, that's correct. We've also got the Corn Ferry Tour live leaderboard of a TPC Sawgrass at the Valley Course. Uh, we don't hear very much about the Valley Course. We hear a lot more about the tournament course. Uh, but the TPC Valley Course, I was just there about a, a couple of weeks ago uh, with some clients up there working on it. It's in fantastic shape. And according to Pete and Alice Guy, they say, hey, the Valley Course can hold its own with any golf course, you know, in the world. And it definitely can because they're letting the rough grow up high. And since we've actually had this tropical storm, tropical depression come through and have a deluge of rain, the rough has even increased more in thickness and in depth. So uh, hitting the tee ball and hitting fairways is going to be crucial there for the young men there at the Corn Ferry Challenge and also at Colonial at Hogan's Alley. I mean, that golf course, you've got to hit the ball straight, you know, very strategic golf course and small greens. And so, yeah, it's great to be back to golf. We are back, baby. Uh, like in the movie, The Hangover, we are back. We are back. <laughs> yeah, we're back to playing some great golf. Yeah, and I, you know, you just kind of gave me goosebumps with that because uh, I saw a great interview yesterday that Todd Lewis did on the Golf Channel with Jay Monahan, commissioner of the PGA Tour. And, you know, I think um, as a sport, uh, I know, I feel very proud about um, how, you know, golf has, um, you know, created a place for people during the pandemic to go out and get recreation. We know that's been, you know, very positive. And, and now we're, you know, leading the way, the PGA Tour, to be one of the first sports back in business and, uh, you know, pushing things forward. And uh, I think so many people are going to be tuning in, especially this week, because, you know, we're just so desperate for some live sports. Well, I think that's true. But the one thing that, when you were just talking about that, that really hit home with me is that golf is one of the sports that is personally identifiable, personally playable. When we have young men, young women play soccer, basketball and football i mean there's only a shelf life of their career and they never really get a chance to play later in their life and on football basketball soccer but you can play golf it is the game of a lifetime it's a game for all people and that's what i love here about you know this pandemic that came through golf the outdoors the sunshine you know the vitamin d from the sun uh, the fresh air acted as you know sort of a natural mother nature disinfectant uh it was a great place to be but now as you watch it on tv it's one of the first sports actually you know really be reintroduced back into the modern world uh and getting up and going and 
everybody can identify with it, and now we can actually say, wow, you know, Colonial. And so people get a chance. They can actually go out and play Colonial Country Club if they're lucky, but they can play the TPC Valley course uh, that the tour pros are playing on. And, and that's the whole thing is that people are getting out, they're playing, and I think the commissioner and all of the PGA uh, Corn Ferry people and LPGA people are looking at this week very closely because if we do it right as far as really opening it up you know keep safe measures uh it it will actually blossom and it will create more dominoes to fall and will lead to more things opening up and hopefully getting the fans out there because that's the one thing that you know i've been talking with a few of my players uh concerns about okay we're not going to have any fans out there. The golf course is going to be looking a little different. It's going to be a little bit weird. It's going to be going back to like your amateur days. Uh, the testing where they have like, you know, this six inch Q-tip going way up in your nose for a nasal swab. Uh, and just really meeting all of the medical protocol uh, that you have to have, you know, in order, in order to play. So it's, there's a, a few different, you know, glitches. But, you know, the one thing that truly remains, Holly, it's golf, and, and we are back, and that's just a wonderful thing. So uh, the players, many of them uh, with the Colonial on uh, the radar, have probably you know really been practicing the last few weeks. We know a lot of players in the height of the pandemic, um, you know, were were not really uh, touching their clubs. I'm curious your thoughts. First, there's getting back into the rhythm, right? Uh, of their game, and then the mental uh, thinking through a golf round. Um, you know, mentally, how do you know players jump back into their you know competitive uh, radar? Well, I think a lot of the players, and I know that forty of them last week were up the up at Sea Island, where Sea Island had a tournament called you know a Return to Golf back at Sea Island. So they had 40 players, you know, about half and half from the PGA Tour and Corn Ferry Tour. And it, uh, the players that I have you know, worked with that have played in that, they said it was just great to get in the reps, to be out there in tournament competition, to kind of get, you know, the blood flowing. Uh, the other players that haven't really had a chance to play in anything formal like that have been playing a lot of sort of pickup games, skins games. But the biggest thing is once you actually step up on that tee, once you get onto the golf course, uh, this is where you have your comfort zone, Holly. This is this is home to them. This is really where they feel the most comfortable. And I don't think it takes very long for these players to get acclimated back, you know, to tournament golf. This is what they do, and this is what we call vocational choice. I mean, they have trained themselves to think a certain way. They have been conditioning themselves, and by the looks of the leaderboard. Uh, early this morning that you know you and I were talking about monitoring they haven't you know got too much rust on them right now i i see a lot of them are already you know 3 4 5 under through the first you know 9 10 holes that's some that's some pretty good shooting you know for people who've had a 3 month layoff but the point of it is some players have taken this time off others you know have actually you know worked on their conditioning others have you know sort of stayed home and sort of recharged their batteries but as i always tell people it's different strokes for different folks you've got to be able to do 
what you think is going to be best for you. And so if you think you need a little bit of time off, then take that time off. If you feel you need to actually strengthen one of your weak spots, then spend that time doing that. Because I've always said this is kind of a saying that I created that you have to be smarter than your doubt and better than your fear in this game. And what that means is the number one performance interference that any of our listeners have and that the tour players have is, is our own self-doubt. And, and self-doubt is our greatest distraction. So if you have some doubt in your game, if you have some worry, some fear, you've got to get good in that area. You have to be able to confront that fear, and you've got to be able to actually overcome it. For example, if you have a fear of a short putt, two-footers, three-footers, four-footers, you have to confront that fear. You have to acknowledge it. You have to say, I'm going to actually develop competence in this area. I'm going to really work on my routine. I'm going to be as flowing, as automatic as I can. And you have to almost learn to love you know, the grind of actually practicing those three and four footers because if you don't, these are the things that will always hold you back. They will be the things that you fear. So I think it was what the great First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt said. You have to face your fear, and the more times that you face your fear, that fear starts to dissolve. So I think that's really what you know. a lot of our players at home you know, should be doing. They should be actually saying, okay, what is it you know, that I'm not so good at? And let's face this fear. And what I want to do is I want to bring in you, Holly, because you had a specific fear. You had a specific phobia. And you and I were on the golf course. And all our listeners, I want you to hear this because Holly Gagan really has a great swing. She's a great player. And you had, you know, sort of a little thing. You don't even really like to talk about it. But you said, I, I need your help. So we went on the course a couple of weeks ago at Champions Gate Golf Club. And let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about how we got you kind of over that so that you can play some pretty good golf. You didn't didn't even give me the chance to go there because you probably thought I might not, Dr. Bob. (laughs) Well, I'm going to force you into a corner because I'm going to have you face your fear and fight your way out. All right. So let's let's take it from there, Holly. Absolutely. Because I think, uh, you know, a lot of people can relate to this. we were talking about it a little bit before we uh, came on the podcast. Uh, and that is, um, you know, for a number of years, and I discussed this in another podcast with uh, Hall, LPGA Hall of Famer Kay McMahon, uh, that I um, have struggled with, with what I thought was um, the silly shot, is uh, your colleague David Ledbetter likes to call it. Let's just say, you know, the the S word. We hate to say that five-letter word. But, uh, yes, I was having a little problem with a little cocky shot uh, flaring off to the right when I least would expect it. And it's uh, something off and on now for, you know, probably, gosh, I'm going to say 10 years has been, you know, something that's just – uh, sort of been a little ghost that appears out of nowhere. Um, and it's one of those things that knowing a lot of uh, golf instructors as I do, they always seem to have their one minute prescription for how to fix it. But Dr. Bob, in the end, 
you diagnosed me with something completely different. Let's talk about it. Well, you know, one of the things that I believe that most golfers have is that they have a perception of their feel. And when they hit a shot, they say, oh, this is really what happened. So many times our feel isn't real. But what is real is the anxiety of the worry and the fear. And the one thing that you hated was to hit that silly shot. You know, and, and a lot of people want to say they're hosel rockets and this and that. But it's a shot that goes out to the right. I mean, completely to the right quickly. If you're a right-handed golfer and goes out left, if you're a left-handed golfer. Uh, and the point where I saw you, and so to bring the, the listeners up to speed, uh, Holly G., said, hey, let's get together. We haven't played together for, gosh, years and years. And, you know, take a look at it. And you had, you know, your best friend's son, Noah, you know, joined us as a threesome at Champions Gate. And so I had a chance to take a look at you, and I'm watching you on the tee. Wow, you know, really great setup, just really good takeaway, really get to the back. But when you came through, you would do something with your lower body. You would actually spin out. You would almost swipe away from the ball. And so the club face was completely open, so the ball would just sort of slide off to the right. I mean, a big slide to the right. And so we actually just made you know, kind of an adjustment with you very you know, easily with your posture and also just something for you to swing through the ball into your target and not you know, pull away and around so much, kind of swinging more down the target line. And once I helped you understand that you didn't have that silly shot. That All right, let's just I, say it. It's the shank. It's the okay. shank. I'm going to come clean. Well, we could say, you know, you know, it's the, the word you know, rhymes with thank you, but shank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the whole point of it was, you know, this silly shot, this, you know, thought what you thought was a shank to the right, really wasn't a shank, what we know as a shank, where the ball uh, comes right off of the hosel, very, very close to, you know, where the uh, shaft is inserted into, the, you know, the club head there at the end. No, in fact, in your club, your, in your case, your club face is wide open, the ball is coming off more off the toe, and it's sliding off to the right. And so, you know, obviously we take a look at that, and I've worked with a lot of golfers, you know, for years, just not on the mental game. But as you know, I was a former college golf coach at University of Virginia and started all the Nike golf junior schools for the last 28 years. So I've had a lot of chance to take a look at a lot of you know, unique and, and weird swings. And so there's a, there's a cause and effect to, you know, the golf swing. I've always tried to keep it simple and specific. That's K-I-S-S for our listeners. Keep it simple and specific because I don't think we have stupid people. Uh, I think we have people who are just, you know, under the wrong diagnosis. And I think that's really what happened to you. And here's what happened. As you know, you started to say, I, I don't have the shanks. I don't have. I said, no, you don't. And here's really what you need to do. And you made this great swing. You started hitting it. And all of a sudden, we started building this success pattern. And you started to feel more comfortable with it, more confident with it. And for the listeners who, who you know, have never seen Holly G play, who have never had this opportunity, really can strike it very aggressive, you know, with her driver. Uh, sometimes when she said, Ooh, that iron shot, I hope, you know, I'm not looking for it. And I said, quit looking for that ghost, Holly. You remember what I told you? I said, quit waiting for that other shoe to drop. Let's continue to play. And you went on to play and you even actually made, you know, some great, you know, uh, 
shots on the backside, ended up defeating uh, your best friend's son on the backside, the back nine, and you, you played him straight up on the final hole for double or nothing. I mean, you had already won the bet, but you said, okay, I'm going to give you a chance. <laughs> You're going to be a great hostess. I'm going to give you a chance to double or nothing on the last hole, and I think he makes birdie, you make par. And so you were the perfect hostess. You know, you fixed your shanks. You played great golf. And so it was, it was a wonderful day. But that's the whole point is that a lot of players, you know, start to freak out. They say, oh, I've got this problem. But they really don't understand really what, you know, the cause and the effect is. And that's why you really need to get with someone rather than endure the pain, the suffering, the humiliation for years and years. Go to someone who you really have trust in that can give you a really good, simple diagnosis and give you a prescription for success. And so that's really sort of our story here. I think it's, it's the ultimate success story. Uh, and I felt really good about, you know, pushing you out of the nest and leaving you on your own. And then to get a phone call later and say, Hey, I played great. It was, it was fantastic. And, uh, the great thing, Holly, uh, it, it's, you know, you and I go back a long, long way. And, you know, and as you said, you know, there is no invoice in the mail for you. <laughs> okay, you know this is this is all given out of love. You know, so. <laughs> oh, that was a lot of love, Doctor Bob. But I I sure appreciated it. And um, again, being able to take it to the range and to the course, uh, which is you know another another piece when we're taking lessons, right? If you get that opportunity to then actually. Um, you know, have your coach, have your instructor, go watch you for a couple of holes so you can, you know, see it both, you know, we're all uh, superheroes on the range, right? We all hit them like uh, Brooks or Annika, you know, if you're, uh, if you're uh, a female, right? So, um, you know, it, it was really just terrific. And like you said, right from the get-go, when you told me, no, uh, this is what's going on, just completely shifted my whole mindset right on the spot. Yeah, exactly right. I, I think it's the same thing as going into a doctor. It reminds me of the uh, George Costanza Seinfeld episode. He had something on his lip. You know, he said, is this cancer? Is this cancer? And he worried about it. He obsessed about it. And he finally, you know, went to the doctor and go, no, that's just you know, kind of a blemish. It's no cancer. And he goes, no, it's not. It's just a blemish. Oh, I mean, he just completely did a 180-degree turnaround in his thoughts. And I think that's really what happens to a lot of players. Now, for those people who are listening, one of the things that I hear a lot uh, is when people say uh, you have a player and he misses, you know, a few putts, you know, man or woman, boy or girl, and they miss a few putts. They go, guys, I can't make any putts. I'm snake bit. I, I think I might have the yips. Once you actually introduce, you know, these words, there's a lot of words that really, that really stick with you in golf. When you start saying something about that, uh, you know, I, I hear that a lot, and I hear it's a nomenclature around, you know, some of the younger players coming up. Yeah, I, I can't putt. I've got the yips. I always tell them, I said, you know, you really want to start even going there because you have to understand what the yips are and what the yips aren't. And you uh, hijack your mind. You're just hijacking exactly. your mind. Yeah, and it's just the, uh, an emotional uh, kidnapping, if you will. You, you hold yourself hostage, and now you're, you're starting to look for conspiracies. 
and you're making a mountain out of a molehill. So the biggest thing to do is say to yourself, you know, hey, listen, I just made a bad putt. All right, let's continue to be nice and fluid, hit the ball solid, finish my stroke, you know, really just just move that putter head, move those hands, you know, through the, the putting motion and just keep it nice and fluid, nice and flowing. And a lot of people start getting sort of flinchy, get sort of jabby, and they start, you know, hitting putts with what I call the hit and hope method. Uh, and they're already saying a little prayer, you know, to the Lord up above, you know, please, you know, Please help me, you know, not look foolish on this. And they give themselves a lot of negative self-talk, Holly. So the biggest thing is to be very proactive, to tell yourself this is exactly how I want to do it, and then step in there and then give yourself permission to just do it. And that's why Nike has been this multi-billion dollar company for years because those three words really give people a direction and a mission statement, say, this is what I want to do. So that's really you know, what, what we have to do. And for the people at home, the one thing, if you're going to go to the golf course and uh, you really feel like you've got it going really well on the range, one of the things you want to do is if you can have somebody take your iPhone, your camera, smartphone, whatever it is, and record you uh, from behind the ball and down the line, and record you really swinging your swing really well, and then maybe going into your reminders, you know, writing down a couple of notes in your phone, and maybe even talking about your swing after it's done, putting it on audio and say, this is really what it feels like. Oh, here I was, you know, taking it away. Here I am at the top. You can kind of be your own best coach, if you will, and kind of see yourself doing your most efficient form. And, and that way, a lot of people, you, you have a chance to see yourself, kind of take yourself out of your body and see yourself from a different perspective. So now you can actually sort of try to you know, create those feels, create those positions, create those movements. And that's really what the, the iPhone has done for us. It's given us our own little video camera recording studio, and it's so portable. So I'm always telling people to do that. If you really want to you know, help your game, have somebody take some uh, videos of you when you're swinging your very best and then have them, you know, uh, take a, a picture of you, a video of you hitting some poor shots and compare and contrast what's different, you know, and what's different in the field. Because most of us, we don't know what we're doing, you know, when we're doing things well, we don't know what we're doing. And then when we're doing things poorly, we, again, don't know what we're doing. So we don't know what we're doing when things are going well and when things are going poorly. So it's really important to get a baseline, a frame of reference that says, this is what my swing feels like. This is what my intention is. This is what I'm trying to do with the swing. And with you, Holly, when I saw you taking you know, all the club away and really getting it up to the top, you were in great position. I mean, you, you look very athletic, uh, but then you – You've altered, you know, your your form coming down, and you coerced the club, and and you really felt that that was what you needed to do. But no, we did something different. It changed your feel, and it also changed your results. So Absolutely. that's really that's become one of my trademarks. You know, you change your mind, you change your game, and that's exactly what we did. We actually changed the way you thought about things, and when you change the way you think about things. The things you think about change as well, and that's really what we did for you. And I don't mean to be so, so verbose here, but I was just really proud of you that you could incorporate uh, those changes and make it work for you 
almost immediately. Well, one thing I uh, will say, Dr. Bob, is I'm very coachable, and I uh, got the chance to be with one of the best, and um, just so appreciate your time. And if our listeners want to reach out to you to take their game to the next level, and I, I say to my listeners, not only on the mental side of the game, but, you know, Dr. Bob is a great player himself. Uh, so in terms of also a, a, a swing coach, he can put all these pieces together, works out of David Ledbetter's Academy here in Orlando, the best of the best. Dr. Bob, how do our listeners get in touch with you? They can actually, you know, contact me via, you know, my website, drbobwinters.com, drbobwinters.com. There is an information portal there. You just click on contact me and, you know, I am taking on, you know, wonderful new students and we're going to try to help everyone become a little bit better. That's really what my mission statement is. It isn't that we just work with the best of the best. We also work with some of the most emotionally challenged yet motivated players on the planet as well. And uh, I got to tell you, Holly, it was great to be out there with you again. It's always great to be with you here on you know the radio over the airwaves, but it's great to be with you in person and see that tenacity and that coachability really come to life in you know human form. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to play and play with you and Noah. It was a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Dr. Bob. DrBobWinters.com. If you want to take your game to the next level, he's the best. Thank you, as always, for spending some time with the Golf Insiders.